Hey there. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This is Dominic Copeland, host of The Promised Land, just in case you didn't know that by now. Uh, thank you for once again joining me. As I like to say, what better way to spend your day than in the spirit of growth and empowerment as we work together, we grow together, we get better together. Now, once again, The Promised Land is about how to make a difference within yourself, others, and the world around you. It's about how to use your God-given gifts to realize the life you're meant to live, your promised land. It's the fulfillment of the promised land, and it's a journey. And that journey starts within you, through who you are and what you stand for. Now, there are seven principles that you must achieve in order to realize the promised land that God has instilled within you, so that you can provide a, a tomorrow that is better than today and also fulfill God's will and God's dream for humanity. Now, I must say, I haven't done this before, and I should have. I just thought about it. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to put up a slide for you as I go through the principles of the promised land so that you can see it right in front of you. So if you can, please put up that magical slide. All right, perfect. So the seven principles of the promised land are one, moral integrity, uh, two, character, uh, three, faith, four, self-education, which leads to self-empowerment, five, it's change, challenge, and growth altogether, six, purpose and meaning, and last but not least, maybe greatest of all, is vision. And we're done with the slide, so thank you. Now, there's a quote from Thurgood Marshall that I would like to read to you today. It speaks to the essence of change here in our country. And just in case you didn't know, Thurgood Marshall, he was one of the first American Supreme Court justices, uh, first African-American. Before that, he was a lawyer uh, who numerous times argued before the Supreme Court, including winning the victory in Brown versus the Board of Education to desegregate schools. Uh, so he's very important in history. He mentions the word dissent many times in his quote. And before I get to the quote, I want to tell you what that means. Now, dissent, it's a philosophy of non-agreement or opposition. It means to disagree or not go along with. Many believe that dissent is an important ingredient to develop democracy, that in order to have freedom, we must question what's happening around us to see if it's right for us, if it makes sense for the course of our nation and the course of our lives. Without dissent, our country would not exist as it does today. We would have no rights or freedoms. He also mentions apathy. And apathy is a lack of feeling or emotion, interest and concern. Someone who is apathetic has an absence of interest or concern about the world around him. So having explained that, here's the quote. We must dissent from the indifference. We must dissent from the apathy. We must dissent from the fear, the hatred, and the mistrust. We must dissent from a nation that has buried its head in the sand, waiting in vain for the needs of its poor, its elderly, and its sick to disappear and just blow away. We must dissent from a government that has left its young without jobs, education, or hope. We must dissent because America can do better, because America has no choice but to do better. Now, to understand this quote, you must understand the basis of democracy and the founding of this nation. It is deeply rooted in the voice and the will of the people, that we have a voice, we have rights. And not only that, we have a responsibility, a duty to uphold the principles of democracy so that we can assure that freedom will exist not only today but tomorrow for our children and their children and their children to come. 
not only will it exist, but it will thrive so that our children and their children and their children's children may be free and prosperous. Without the will and involvement of people, democracy does not exist. And even if it does, it can only exist to the extent that the people are educated. They must be educated and aware of, one, what democracy is, and two, their role and responsibility in securing democracy. Now, there's no doubt that we've all heard about democracy. But how many of us actually know what it means? How many of us were taught about it in school? How many of us were educated to our duties as citizens of a de democratic society? I bet that many of us were never educated to that. And said we were told to strap up our boots and go out there and work hard. We were told never to question, never to dissent, or make sure that our hard work is for a reason and leads to a life of liberty and the pursuit of happiness. And in doing so, and never questioning, we can never change things for the better. Without those questions, without us stepping up to take a stand and to question the world around us, there would be no march toward freedom. There would be no Bill of Rights. Those things have happened because in the past, we didn't have the fear of questioning. We were able to dissent in a way that made sense. And as I mentioned the last show, just ask yourself, what if someone out there wants to see what we make of ourselves? Wants to see exactly what humanity chooses to become? Now just ask yourself, if that were the case, when the time came, how would we be judged? As a, as a people who gave their all, with what they had been given, who took the time to explore not the universe, but the depths of their own humanity, to see what great things they were capable of being, or as a people that failed to realize the great power they held. What if, just what if, we were a part of a larger order of life, and we had to set an agenda as a planet and as a species for what we seek to achieve and deliver to the universe? At that point, we would have to have a vision for how we, as individuals and a united planet, seek to grow and change. What if we can actively determine the course of humanity? Well, I say for all those that are willing, let's begin the process. Let's start to answer these questions. What as individuals are we striving for to contribute to the growth of humanity? As a humanity, what is the vision for what we are to become? Let's start to work together to define and determine the future of humanity. Let's ensure that this is a good future, one where humanity has grown, has become more and better, where our children and their children can live a good life as good people in a world worth living in. Let's together, hand in hand, build a world that has a place for all of us to be a part of it. Let's build a world where we, where who we are and what we stand for makes us significant. It's not about stardom. It's not about the money that you have in the bank. It's about who you are, what you stand for, and the difference that you can make through that. Well, my friends, I want to set a vision for the course of this nation, one that will determine the future for our kids and their kids to come, a future where what we do today ensures a better tomorrow for those who mean the most to us. I want to ask you a question. Did you know that the true economic backbone of our nation is small business. Yes, small business, not the large corporations, 
but small businesses, they provide the majority of jobs, income, and opportunity for the people of our nation. Yes, corporations may have concentrated wealth, but they are not what powers our economy. But the strength, the true strength of our nation is in the ingenuity, the work ethic, and the desire of the people who take responsibility for the freedom they have been charged with. You see, when we rise, anything is possible. So I am asking you today to rise with me, rise as a nation full of individuals accepting the duty of ensuring a free and democratic nation for our children. Together we will rise like a bright beacon of light, illuminating the way for others, willing to forge a new way, a path to a better way, where we all have a place. It's a place where we live in a purpose, on purpose, for purpose, using our unique gifts to uplift the whole of humanity. And this new tomorrow, who you are and what you stand for means something. What you contribute to humanity will be the milestone by which you are judged. Your value is God-given. No one can take that away from you. No matter what you do or fail to do, God has given you great value. Your wealth will be determined by what you have given to enhance the world. Money alone is no longer enough. Your character matters more. Who you are and what you stand for is what will change the world. I can't say that at that point life will be easy, but my friends, it can be worthwhile. In the future, instead of struggling and sacrificing to make it through another day, what if we rose like thunder, excited, knowing that through being ourselves by utilizing our God-given gifts and talents to better humanity, we can live the life we desire. We don't have to be peddlers of someone else's dreams. We can be masters of our own. This world belongs to all of us. We each have our own part to play, our own promised land awaiting our arrival. We were made to explore not just the universe, but the depths and possibilities awaiting with our own humanity. Within us, my friends, are mysteries and wonders waiting to be unlocked. We have been granted great abilities that we must first be morally and then physically capable of utilizing. Now is our time. Today is our day. Together, we can rise. So I know you might be asking, okay, that sounds great, but how do we begin to move forward to achieve the promise God has instilled within us? How do we realize our promised land? Well, the simple answer, again, goes back to the seven principles of the promised land. And if you don't mind, one more time, putting up that slide. I don't know if you have that ready or not. I kind of pulled that one out of the hat on them. Perfect. A great team here. They're always ready. Uh, number one is moral integrity. Two is character. Three is faith. Four is self-education, which leads to self-empowerment. Five is change, challenge, and growth. Six is purpose and meaning. And again, last but not least, number seven is vision. All right, thank you very much. And we start the process by making a decision. We decide who we are and what we stand for as individuals and as a humanity. What do you want your personal legacy to be? What will be the legacy of humanity? Is it that we were good stewards of the world that we were given? Or that we were invictus, growing and enhancing the world around us, finding other ways to not drain but invigorate the beauty of our world? That we found a new definition for progress that uplifted humanity. So I ask you, who are you and what do you stand for? What are the unique gifts that God has given you? 
the gifts that you can use to make a difference for the better. And most importantly, what's kind of funny to me, what you might not realize is this. You see, it's often that ordinary is great and amazing. And what I mean by that is, for example, the gift of laughter, as ordinary as it may seem, it's special and unique and it lifts humanity in amazing ways. The gift of caring about others, the gift of discipline and focus to accomplish, as ordinary as they may seem in your hands, they can change the world because you can direct them towards an aim that's going to make a difference. My friends, this is a path where we decide to use our will and treasure our divine inheritance to decide that we truly are Invictus, designing our fate, taking control of our lives. It's a road where we decide to take personal accountability, not blame, but accountability for our lives, that through who we are and what we stand for, we can design a life full of purpose and meaning, whose wealth derives from making a difference for the better within ourselves, others, and the world around us. And no, it's not an easy road. We were never promised easy. We were only promised worthwhile. It's a journey of self-fulfillment through self-realization. It's the greatest journey of your life because it's about challenging, challenging you to be more than you have been. It's about growth. And yes, growth is painful. It's like losing a tooth and having a new one come in. It hurts. And often the trail along the way to your dreams, to the promised land, it's not paved. And if it is, it might be paved in tears and in failures, but that's okay, because you learn from those. You get stronger, you get better. But for the most part, my friends, you're gonna have to pave this path my, yourself. And you do so not hoping that others will follow, but that they will be encouraged to do the same for themselves, to blaze their own trail if needed. Knowing that they are free to blaze their own trail to freedom, finding their own path to the promised land. Either way, in order to ensure that our children can have a tomorrow worth living, a tomorrow where democracy and freedom are viable and our children can live a life worth living, we have to be good stewards of what we leave behind. And more than stewards, we can be designers of a better tomorrow. It is not up to any corporation or any government. It is up to me and you, to we the people who have been granted the power to change the world for the better. As we remember that true power, it's not in what we take, but it's in what we give, what we give to uplift, encourage, and grow others. It is a power that cannot be bought. It must be earned. Through that power, you will earn what you cannot buy, no matter how much money you have. Now, this is not a dream, my friends. It is the future waiting for us to design it. Are you ready? Are you willing? Humanity needs you. Will you answer the call? <laughs>